bottle of water tray. And I pray that God would bless us and help us today as I preach a little while on long live the king. Now, I got to study that phrase, long live the king. Did you know that that phrase, now this is interesting, that phrase is used at the death of the king. Now, if a monarch dies, when the monarch dies, one of the, uh, one of the representatives from the kingdom will come out and he'll say, the king is dead. And you know what the reply from the people is? Long live the king. You know why they say that? That's to show that the throne is never truly ever abdicated. In other words, as soon as one king dies, there's another one that's in the lineage and in the line and the royal line. And as soon as one king passes off, the king is dead. There's another king to sit down on the throne and long live the king. But can I say to you this morning that we've got a king that will never advocate his throne. Amen. I'm glad that he don't die. Amen. You say, well, he died at Calvary. Yeah, but three days later, long live the king. Amen. And he is king of kings and lord of lords. And I'm glad that he's that king that that he was singing about this morning. He's the sovereign king. And can I say to you this morning, long live the king. So let's look at this prayer of Hannah. I want us to think just a minute about how that Hannah saw the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's look at it. First, I want to point out this morning for just a moment the scope of his kingdom. Look at verse number 10. The Bible said there, the Lord shall judge the ends of the earth. Now, whoever this king is, he's got a great big kingdom. Amen. Because it said that it's going to reach to the ends of the earth. I say to you this morning, let me, let, me make, let me just say this. David, this proves it was never fulfilled in David. Because David's kingdom never reached to the end of the earth. But we see Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you what God said about the Lord in Psalm 2. In that great messianic psalm. Look what he said in Psalm 2 verse 8. He said, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. And to the uttermost part of the earth to be thy possession. I'm glad this morning there's nowhere we can go but what Jesus ain't king. Oh, yes. Can I say to you this, this, this morning uh, that Biden may be president, uh, but Jesus is king. Yeah. Over yonder in China, Emperor Z may be the emperor, uh, but Jesus is king. Can I say this morning uh, that over there in Russia, oh, Putin may be the president, uh, but thank God Jesus is king. And can we all just take time out a minute and say thank God to the ends of the earth in communist nations, in godless nations. I'm glad Jesus is king. Well, 
That's hitting me just right this morning. I'm glad, thank God, uh, to be a part uh, of, uh, of the King of Kings. I'm glad to be in his family, aren't you? Because everywhere you go, Jesus is King. And so we see his kingdom. There's no end to it. It searches out the ends of the earth. Now, let's look at that just a minute. Think about the scope of this kingdom. I got to save my voice because the last point's really where I want to preach. Amen. Think about the scope of his kingdom. Now, look at Matthew chapter number 22. Look at Matthew chapter number 22 and verse 42. Let me show you something. The Bible said, the Bible said, give me just a little more. I'm just barely whispering. Here we go. Look what the Bible said. Verse 42. What thank you of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, the son of David. Look now. He saith unto them, how then doth David in the spirit call him Lord? The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he yet his son? Look what, look what God said to the Lord. He said, listen, son. He said, one of these days, I'm going to make your enemies your footstool. Right. He wasn't talking to David. He was talking to King Jesus. Right. Now, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something that ought to make every one of us shout. One of these days, listen, one of these days, you know what's going to happen? There's all this crowd that's making fun of God. There's all this crowd that's, uh, that's, uh, that's saying there ain't no such thing as God and they got all these wicked devices. Oh, they're really, they're out riding in the street and all this. They think they're really doing something. But one of these days, that whole crowd's going to bow before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And they're going to worship him as king. And he's, hey, they're going to be his footstool. Now, I'm, hey, I can't preach very hard this morning. My voice is gone. See, I'm going to have to amen right loud. I'm glad that we've got a king that, thank God, the whole wicked world is going to be one of these days. It's going to be his footstool. That's the scope. That's the scope of his kingdom. Now watch this. I may have to sit down and preach. That'd be all right. Watch this. We see the scope of his kingdom. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 10, 26, for the earth is the Lord and is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns it all. He owns it all. Now I'm talking about the king. I say this morning, long live our king. I say long live our king. What a king. There's no place you can go that he's not the king because he's the king of the universe. Amen. He's king of Mars. Uh, he's king of Venus. Uh, he's king, amen. He's king of Pluto. Uh, whatever's out there in the Milky Way, he's the king of that. Amen. Uh, hey, I, hey, I said he's the king. He's the king. What? He's got a scope. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the king. Now watch this. See the scope of his kingdom. Let me give you this. Then we see the scepter of his kingdom. Scepter of his kingdom. You know, the Bible said there in verse number 10 that, uh, look what he said there, verse number 10. And the adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Now, let's think about a scepter. Every king has a scepter. When I got a hold of this yesterday, I studied this at a craft show in the truck yesterday. I got a hold of this right here. 
I thought thinking about how that we one day Jesus is going to rule from the throne of David with a rod of iron. And it's with that rod of iron, Brother Neil, that he's going to shatter his adversaries to pieces. But I'm glad that I'll never know the rod of iron. I'm glad I'll never know the rod of iron in my life. You know why? Because I bowed at Calvary and I became a part of the king's family. I became a part of the king's family and now all I'll ever know is that golden scepter of love. Oh my, that's enough right there. It ought to make us all want to run and shout. We don't live under that. We don't live under that rod of iron where people are going to be destroyed, but we live under that extended scepter of golden love. Well, somebody... Somebody worship the Lord. I mean, we live on that scepter of gold and love. Now watch this. We see his scepter. Now in Genesis chapter number 49, Jacob's a dying. All his children gather around the bed. And he's blessing each one. And he gets to Judah. And he said to Judah that the lawgiver shall never depart from between your feet, nor the scepter out of your hand until Shiloh comes. In other words, Judah is going to be the royal family. Amen. Then over there in Revelation chapter number 5, when they need somebody to open the title deed of the world, uh, they said, Weep not. uh, Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. You see, he's still got the scepter in his hand. Uh, Hallelujah. Now, I want you to show something. Look look over here in Hebrews chapter number 1. Look at Hebrews chapter number 1, verse 8. Look the Bible said, But unto the Son... He he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Now, I'll show you something right here. We live in a time where nasty, filthy, rotten politics rules the world. I'm glad we're going to a kingdom where the king has a righteous scepter. Holiness will be the rule of the day. And he's going to hold forth a scepter of righteousness. Let me just pause and say, long live the king. Long live the king. He rules in righteousness. I say, glory be the Lamb of God. Now watch this. Let's get back into our verses here. And so we see the scope of his kingdom. And then we see the scepter of his kingdom. Bear with me and get a drink of water. But then I want you to notice the strength of the king. The strength of the king. Now I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. Look at that. The verse 10 says that he shall give strength unto his king. How many of you believe we've got a strong king? Oh, yes. I don't know if you've ever heard uh, uh, the old black preacher. I can't think his name escapes me right now, but he he preaches a message on that's my king. That's my king. Y'all look that up on YouTube. It's better than this message. Amen. It's great. But we see the strength of our king. Now notice as we go through here, uh, through this chapter, some of the things our king is able to do. Number one, he's able to cripple the mighty. Look at verse four. The bows of the mighty men, or the bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are girded with strength. So the first thing we see 
is that our king is strong enough to bring to naught the mighty men. Amen. Now watch this. Watch this. So he cripples the mighty. Then we see in verse 5 that he cures the barren. The Bible said there, they that were full have hired out themselves for bread. They that were hungry ceased so that the barren hath borne seven. And so he's able to cure the barren. Then he's able to conquer death. Look at verse 6. I'm going to run and shout. And the Lord killeth. That's good. But look at that next phrase. And he maketh alive. This is hard as I can preach this morning. Y'all going to have to help me. I said he maketh alive. Thank God. Hey, long live the king. Long live. He's a mighty king. What other king, Brother Neil, can not only kill, but can reach down in the grave and make alive? Make alive again. I'm glad, thank God, I will never die. I'm glad, hallelujah, one of these days, even if my body goes into the grave, I'm glad my king is mighty enough on resurrection morning how to reach down into the grave and to get a hold of me and lift me, I say, glory. What a king. What a king. Long, long, long live the king. Oh, he's able, to, he's able to conquer death. He was able to create the world. Look at verse number eight. The Bible said there, he, ra- he said there, uh, he raiseth up the poor out of the dust at the end of that verse. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the worlds upon them. He, so he, was a, he is God in creation. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is we've got a great, big, mighty king. And can we say this morning, Concord Baptist Church, long live the king. Long live the king. Long live the king. I want to show you verse 8. This is there. I'm going to give it everything I got right here in verse 8. I want to show you verse 8 because in verse 8 we see the subjects of the king. I'm glad to be in his kingdom. Now to show you what he does for his subjects. Look what he said there in verse number eight. He said, he raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dung hill to set them among the princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. Oh, I'm glad. Thank God we've got a great, big, mighty king. And we can all say, long live the king. But I'm glad to be one of his subjects. Oh, yes. Now, I want to show you a few things about his subjects. First, we see that he is able to elevate their position. Now, we see that there's called two things here, Billy. They're called dust. That speaks of their positional condition. There's nothing lower than dust. You can't get below dust. And then he talks about the condition of their purity and says they're down yonder uh, in the dung hill. Uh, can I say to you this morning, uh, there's nothing lower uh, and nastier uh, than dust uh, in a dung hill. Uh, how many of you can relate with that? Uh, when I was lost in my sin, uh, 
I was dust and I was dunghill. But look what he said. And I may just run. I can't shout. But I may run. Said he raiseth up the poor as the out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from out of the dunghill. So what, what does that mean, preacher? That means get, hey, come here. I need some, I need, come here, Gabe. Get down on the ground. I need a little help preaching. What does that mean? Well, down here is a sinner. Lay plumb down, son. Down there is the sinner. He's in the dust. He's covered up with dung. He's in the dung hill. Amen. And look what the king did. In order for this king that's great, in order for this king that's mighty, how to lift that, lift that. No, 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 you stay. Lift that sinner up out of the dust and lift that sinner up out of the dung hill. You know what would have to happen? The Bible said he lifted him out. Didn't say he dispatched angels. Didn't say he dispatched my friend, the elders, but said that he lifted him out. In order for that to happen, he had to get off his throne. Amen. And come down there where that old dust and where that old dung hill was. Can you imagine a king getting that old dust on his feet and getting in that old dung hill and wiping away the dung and grabbing that sinner and lifting him out. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad. Thank God one day the king left glory and God made him a little lower than the angels. Hey, hey, that he could lift me out of the dung hill. I say, long live the king. Long live the king. Lifted him out. Lifted him out. I was in a horrible miry pit. You can sit down, but one day God came by Brother Neil and lifted me out. Yeah, man, some of y'all praying. My voice is getting better. I may preach another hour. Amen. I'm glad he came where I was at and lifted me. Well, glory to God. We see that he elevates their position. He didn't leave me in the dust. He didn't leave me in the dung hill. But the King of kings and Lord of lords came where I was one day. Lifting me out. Boy, I like that old song. He lifted me out from the deep miry clay. He planted my feet on the heavenly way. I'll tell it wherever I go. For I want the whole world to know I'm glad that he loved me so that he lifted Let's sing that one. He lift. Come on. Clay. He planted my feet on the heavenly way. I'll tell it wherever I go. For I want the whole world to know. I'm glad that he Well, hey man, you know where you was at? You'd give that testimony. You was down in the dust. You was down in the dung hill. But the king of glory. 
Thank God he lifted me out. I'm glad he came where I was and he lifted me out. And so we see that he elevates their position. Now, we could all agree that if that's all he did, that'd be good enough. That's all he did, he'd be good enough. Lay back down, Gabe. But he ain't done. He ain't done. Where's my Bible? (laughs) Watch this. Not only does he elevate their position, but watch this. You know what else he does? Let me show you. Hey, Trey, in my truck, next to my seat is a manila folder full of papers. Go get it. Hurry. It's unlocked. I just unlocked it. I'm going to need it. I just saw something. We'll just preach along here. Watch this right here. Not only did he lift him out, but watch this. So he elevated their position, but then look at this. He establishes their place. Establishes their place. So here he comes off the king. Now it would be one thing just to reach down in the dust, get down in the dung hill, pick him up, dust him off. So you're no longer in the dust. You're no longer in the dung hill. God bless you. Boy, that'd be enough to run and shout about. But somewhere there's a table. And it's a table where princes sit. And when he got me up and out, he brought me into his kingdom. <laughs> and he set, my, set me down at his table, slid my feet up under his table. Well, I can't help but think about 2 Samuel chapter number 9, a little old boy by the name of Mephibosheth down yonder in the land, the loaded bar. David said, is there any yet left of the house of Jonathan that I may show him kindness, or the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? said, there's one down there in loaded bar, a little old crippled boy. Amen. Oh, Mephibosheth, uh, that morning when he woke up, he was a big zero and a big nothing. But some giant stallions come riding in the loaded bar that day uh, and a messenger for the king. uh, And he jumped off that chariot and he said, where is Mephibosheth? Uh, No doubt Mephibosheth thought this is the end. uh, But my friend, uh, when the king's servant walked in, uh, he picked him up out of his mess. uh, He got him up out of his fields. and he took him back to the king's palace and every time the king walked in for a a meal Mephibosheth was slid up under the king's slid up under the king's table I I believe this morning that you and I are sitting together in some heavenly places hey uh, we all sung this morning thank God he lifted us out but aren't you glad he set you at the table Uh, amen uh, and put you in with princes this morning Uh, I say glory to God Uh, I'm glad we got set together uh, in heavenly place I was teaching a little bit this morning out of the book of Hebrews and I was teaching a little bit this morning on angels and I told them, I told my class I said, I don't have any angels in this building but you know what's, you know what's cool you know what's cool it's this morning you and I that are saved got to slide up to the table the word of God got open and we're sitting around in a heavenly place it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they want some angels sitting right there on that front row looking in on this. And I mean, hey, it wouldn't surprise me 
Lord, I tell you, I can feel the Holy Spirit in this place, the power of God. Oh, yes. Well, we ought to step one, take time out, say thank God for a heavenly. I mean, he let us slide. He's put us in, a, in the prince's place. He's let us slide our feet up under the table. Well, glory to God. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't belong at the king's table. I don't. I know how terrible I am, but one day the king came where I was and scooped me up. I said, scoop me up. And then he set me at the king's table. Now watch this. I, and I, I, like I said, I just got this right here. My goodness, thank you for finding that. I needed that. I'll show you something. I'll show you something. Watch this right here. Not only does he elevate their position and he establishes their place, but then, and this is mind-boggling to me, but he equals their portion. Now watch this. Watch this. That'd be one thing. It'd be one thing just to get picked up. It'd be another thing to get put at the king's table in the king's court and the king's still sitting up here on his throne. Now I'm going to show you something according to Romans chapter number 8. And if children, the Bible said, then heirs. Heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Now I'm going to show you your position in Christ. Okay, I'll show you your position in Christ. You're not only are you no longer in the dunghill, not only are you no longer in the dust, no longer are you not even just set it with the princes. Come here, Gabe. But he has elevated you. Hand me that folder. This folder's full of deeds. I've been working on a little land there. This deed right here, let me show you this. This deed right here is from the Brown Brothers Logging Company. Handwritten deed. Let me get all of it so I don't mix it up. It's a handwritten deed from the Brown Brothers Logging Company to my great, 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 Granddaddy Dolph Wilson, giving him the piece of land that I now live on. Hang on. In this deed, now I want you to understand something. Dolph Wilson, my great, great, great granddaddy, this is in 1919. My great, great, great granddaddy, he had, he had no idea who I was. No clue. But there's a little phrase in this deed that makes this old 1919 deed applicable to me. Here's the phrase. Does henceforth give to Dolph Wilson his heirs and the signs? That's in that 1919 deed. Why are you just write my name in there? Because I'm an heir and an assign. Now, right in the edge of my driveway, Brother Neil, is the old Dolph Wilson home place. I was careful not to disturb it when I did my grade work. It's gone, but there's a few rocks and stuff there, and I just wanted to leave that alone. Well, I'm now living on his land. Y'all get a hold of that in a minute. Oh, I'll give you one better than that. I now own it. (laughs) 
somewhere in the registered deeds office is a deed for my little section of this land that was given by the Brown Brothers Logging Company. My little section somewhere in the, in the, in the registered deeds office is a deed that says Bradley Boone now owns it. You know why? Because I was made an heir and a joint heir. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I'm here to tell you something. One of these days, you and I are going to be around the throne worshiping the king. And I say glory to God to every bit of that. And we are. We're going to worship him, cast our crowns at his feet. But you know why you and I are going to have crowns to cast? Because we're royalty. That'll settle in on you and you'll, we'll catch you somewhere about Burnsville. Because we're royal. That's why. Because we're royalty. You see, nobody but royalty has crowns. One of these days, you and I that are saved are going to have crowns. And you know why we got crowns? Not because we're good, not because of anything we've done, but because we've been made heirs and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've been elevated in position. We've been lifted out of the miry clay. We've been set at the table. Hey, we've been, we've been equaled. And now what he has is mine. Hey, man, I have a deed to every bit of it. Thank God for the deed. It says here that I am an heir and a joint heir. I'm getting ready to be done. I'm going to give give an altar call. Let me tell you what Satan loves to do. Satan loves to sneak in next to you and say, I remember when you was in the dust and in the dung hill. You know what you ought to do? Show him the deed. I'll give you one light. I just can't get done today. One last thing right here. During all this study on my land, I got called by a lawyer. He said, you're going to have to come over here and look at some of these deeds you sent me. Boy, I went over there. In a, in a hurry, didn't I, Hired and J.M., I come, I stopped by the fire department, grabbed a map. They said, where are you going to the lawyer for? I said, where are you going? I said, the lawyer. What for? I don't want to talk about it. Out of there I was. Here's what they did. They called me and said, they got a problem with one of these deeds we found, title search. And it appears that this big old club of fishermen that's mostly uh, uh, lawyers and doctors and such, owns one-fifth of where you live. I said, huh? They said, yeah, it's a mistake in the deed from the 1970s, and boy, we've got a problem. Well, I slid in there. I mean, you you let them call you and tell you that someplace you built a house and lived on for seven generations, another bunch owns a fifth of it. I slid in there sideways, son. Carried my map, but I'd borrowed off Brian in there. I mean... This fellow had this lawyer had a little old printed map on a piece of paper about this big, and I carried one that Brian had took off the wall. I mean, this is big. Laid it down. Boy, he backed me in a corner, me and my cousin backed us in a corner. Uh, let me show it to you. Y'all got five seconds? Because I believe this will be a blessing right here. Let me show it to you. Oh, you're right here it is. You see what he wrote on the top of this? This is what he gave me when I walked in. You see what's wrote on the top of that? problem 
That's right on the top of the stack, problem. Oh, turned to my stomach. I believe that's a problem. He said, well, this right here says, but this piece of paperwork referenced another deed. So I went to flipping through. I said, let's read that deed. And I got to reading it and describing the property that was described in that other deed. And my cousin, he took a, a magic marker and a map, and he went to drawing that out and tracing that out. And it didn't have nothing to do with what that lawyer said it had something to do with. And more is over, that old lawyer, he let two rednecks really embarrass him. He said, oh, you're right. That's not a problem after all. Well, this morning I'm feeling all right. Every now and again, the old devil comes from, hey man, I ain't saying lawyers is devils, but they can't be far from it. I mean, the old devil will scoot up right close and said, I remember when you was in the dust and when you was in the dung hill. I, I remember when you was in a mess. You know you ain't nothing. Well, all you got to do is open the deed. I'd say, devil, that's what I used to be. But I ain't that no more. I'm an heir and a joint heir. I got the paperwork right here. There's nothing you can do about it. I preached again pride this morning, hadn't ought to tell this. We got done reading that to that lawyer. His face long as a mule. He wasn't really against us. He just he thought it he thought it was the way it was, you know how lawyers are. As we're reading through that, there's another feller in the room and he looks at me and he goes, When we got done, we walked out, walked out there in the sunshine, and I said, whew, I'm glad that my great, 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 great granddaddy wrote that down. <laughs> well, can I tell you this morning, I'm glad God wrote a few things down. I'm glad I got a few things in writing. I've been made an heir and joined heir, and I got a deed on it. I got it in writing. And ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Amen. What a king. Can I say it one more time? Long live the king. Long live the king. I'll say this right here. You'll meet him one day. Either you'll meet him and, him and you'll be elevated and an heir and a joint heir, or you'll meet him and bow your knee and your tongue will confess that he's king of kings and lord of lords to the damnation of your own soul. And all that matters is the, all that matters is what you did at Calvary. I'm on the winning side and I'm glad I am. Let's stand our feet. Father, thank you, Lord, for helping us. Thank you, Lord, for helping our voice as we preach in God, the people of God is praying.